Hey everyone, it's Kelvin here, See Here Love Floor Manager. Well, to say that this year's been full of the unexpected, that would be a huge understatement, but it's true. Many of us have faced with unique challenges that have forced us to pivot and adapt in big ways, in ways we never thought we'd have to. Well, today's show, it's all about adaptability and change. Melinda sits down with guests to listen to how they've had to adapt because of life circumstances and COVID. And we'll learn the importance of adaptability and following God's plan for your life, even when it doesn't look the way that you had hoped or even thought. That's coming up right now. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved by God. You're not alone, you're fully known, you are loved by God. Well, thanks, Calvin. I love your energy. But the question for you is, do you struggle with change and adaptability? Well, working on this show, we see lots of changes. So it's important to be able to pivot and change gears quickly. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the work that we do, we have to change and adapt. But on some things in my life, I, I'm a little resistant. You'll hear more about that later on the show. But thanks for asking. And I love that today, to help us with adaptability, we have Dr. Mary, psychologist, author, and podcaster with me to answer the questions about change, adaptability, and the dangers of it. Welcome, Dr. Mary. Thank you. Glad to be here. So in a year like yeah. this, uh, adaptability, flexibility, able to, to um, you know, go with change has come up time and time again. What is adaptability, Dr. Mary, and why is it so important today? Well, this is the Dr. Mary definition of adaptability. <laughs> it's the ability to pivot um, around changing circumstances and to be able to respond in the most positive, growth-oriented way. Uh, and it's not that you're not going to have moments where you're going like, uh, this is difficult, but just the courage to push through. And I think it also includes the resilience to face the unknown, uh, which is today. Um, and also having confidence that in the unknown, I can cope, I can grow, and I can also trust in God to be with me. I think that's a really important aspect of adaptability. In fact, adaptability, I would say, is probably one of the most important human skills that leads to thriving in spite of a lot of things being outside of our control. Uh, it leads to finding opportunities when things don't go well. It's a framework. It's a mindset that allows people to move forward and always with that attitude that I can learn something from it. Right. So, so the question then is, what happens if we aren't adaptable, if we are resistant to change and always want to do things the way it is done or the way it used to be? What is the danger in not being adaptable? Well, I think you just end up white knuckling your way through life. And so you lose the joy of life. You're constantly stressed. There's a lot of anxiety and you don't see the opportunities that are there. Uh, you, you don't, you feel trapped, you feel stuck. And it really does affect our mental health and our physical health as well, when we're just trying to push our way through life. And I don't think that's the way to do that. It, you know, it's been said that the pain of remaining the same has to be greater than the pain of change. Uh -huh, yeah. And COVID is a time where change is being forced on us. And so it's this opportunity to be able to embrace it and be adaptable and kind of find our new normal and in the midst of it, find joy and enjoyment of life as well. Well, you have made a good case to be adaptable and the need to, <laughs> to embrace change and not get stuck because of the dangers, but also like you said, the hope and opportunities that come when you are adaptable. Thanks again, Dr. Mary, so much for your insight and thoughts. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again in the next 
you know, shows that are coming up. So thanks again for being with us. Well, I am so looking forward to this discussion on being adaptable with my special guest, Alyssa Esperez, a writer and speaker, Peter Lublink, executive director of Bethany Kids, Moheen Lombard, author, transformative speaker, and advocate, and Holly Taylor, radio personality, podcaster, and founder of 1016 Entertainment. Welcome all of you to the show. Thank you, Thank you Linda. Good to be here. Thanks for your adaptability and change to come on. I just had to kind of throw that in, get you guys going. <laughs> so I know that all of you have had to adapt and pivot and make changes in your life, whether that's COVID or other things. So I want to hear your stories about adaptability. So Alyssa, let's start with you. How have you had to adapt this past year? Yeah, so I just graduated from university. And as part of my university program, we had an opportunity to go abroad for a year. And uh, that this had been a dream of mine for a really long time. Uh, for years, my life was kind of structured around this plan to be away from home for a year. And through a series of events, it's a long story, but right as I was kind of doing the final preparations, I just heard God say, stay, stay home and don't do this year abroad. And it was this really disorienting experience for me because suddenly I had all my plans change, everything I had planned for kind of the next two years, everything was different. And yet to all the people in my life, my life looked exactly the same. So I was kind of in this internal process of adapting to this huge change in my life and everyone else was kind of like, it looks the same to me. And so I really learned through that experience that you know our, our plans can change, God can throw in a wrench and it is so important to be honest with yourself about how you're feeling and start to grieve that change um, in order to move forward and, and flourish in what God has for you next. Mm, that's good, Alyssa. That's a really interesting thing about a, t a lot of times you say adaptability of like going away or doing something, but adaptability can also be to be just stay where you are and, and that can be where you're adapting to where you're at. So that's really, really good. Thank you. Moheen, I know you have had a lot of adapting and change in this mm -hmm. past year. Please tell us. Um, I would speak specifically in regards to COVID and the effects that COVID had on our home. I know with everyone, it was kind of like, ah, what's happening? And there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, but I know that our home was impacted a lot by the loss of jobs for my older children, having to be at home now and not having the freedom of the ability to go out. The kids adjusting to being at school with their friends, with their teacher, to now having to move to this one-on-one -on -one with this computer and try and learn at home. And then myself, because I work in the schools, the uncertainty of whether or not I will have a job <laughs> and what's going to happen. And so uh, we were hit really hard by all of those, not only just in a physical way, but mentally and emotionally trying to navigate as a single parent um, around what your kids are going through and trying to be that answer for them and bring that peace and that solace in the midst of you yourself not knowing and being in a bit of a, tur a, a bit of an inner turmoil mm -hmm. was what I would say I had to learn to adapt to the most. Yeah. And Mokin, I think a mm -hmm. lot of people who are listening and watching are like, yeah, we're right yeah. with you. We're right with you. We get that. What All that adapting and change should happen. Thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that. Peter, I know it's been quite a year for you as well. Quite a year. Yeah. So talk to us about your adapting and change this year. Absolutely. So for context, I've lived in the Middle East the last eight years. And in February, I was in North America on a conference. Uh, just when COVID really was starting to become a household name. So I arrived to North America with a backpack and then all the flights started to be canceled, programs started to be canceled and we never got to go back. So we left after eight years with the backpacks accidentally 
and never got the chance to go back. And then a week later, I started, started work with an NGO that provides medical care across the world. So in the midst of a global pandemic, I'm now leading a medical organization um, where you can't travel anywhere internationally. So it's been a lot of adapting this year. Yeah, that is big. That is yeah. big. And, and literally from like Kuwait to Canada. I mean, in yeah. that itself is a lot of change in adapting. Absolutely. Wow. Holly, adapting for you in this season. Yes. For me, I feel like the major adapting point for me was from career woman, you know, sort of newly married to becoming a mom. And that was about six years ago. And so for me, that was just such a huge paradigm shift. And not being someone who adapts well, I really did struggle making that transition from just being me and not having to worry about a, another body to being pregnant and then having a child. And what did that mean for me? And now who was I? And so I had a ton of questions just about making that own transition. And now having two kids, not just one, and heading into COVID, I mean, I just feel like adaptability and pivot and change has been something I've been forced to embrace, and it's been extremely difficult. Yeah. I want to talk about that, how difficult it is. Uh, starting with you, Alyssa, you know, this year, the word adaptability keeps coming up, pivoting, change. But there are people that are resistant and have been very angry about the change. What would you say, as you've learned about adaptability, to encourage those that are really resisting it, you know, and angry and are not moving forward, and it's actually causing mental, spiritual, and physical harm to them? Yeah, absolutely. I think something that came out of that experience in, in my time in university was learning to to grieve change. And and I think sometimes we think, oh, if I just like grit my teeth through this, I'll get through it. And that leads to co emotions coming out negatively, like anger or snapping at your family, which I'm sure so many of us have done in this season being at home. And I think it's so important to just name like, this is really hard for me, or this is really sad, or I'm feeling upset about sacrifices that I've had to make in this season. Mm -hmm. And that that's okay. And, and as soon as you start to grieve, then and listen to what grief has to tell you about the changes that you're experiencing. I think that allows us to move forward. Yeah, that's great. And Mohin, for you, I mean, you couldn't just throw up your hands and say, Nope, <laughs> I can't change. I'm just going to sit here as a mom, do nothing. Now, you might want to have done that many days, right? Absolutely. But for you, for someone who is resisting and then angry and just like, no, I want to stay in the same place that I was, what would you say to them and, and your encouragement and learning through adaptability? There comes a point in your walk where there's nothing you can do but lean back and rest in the fact that God is in control. And those things that you can change, you work at changing. So changing my relationship with my kids, making sure I can be there for them, um, getting alone time for myself so I can pour back into them what they need. That was so crucial. Mm -hmm. But it was really about realizing that <clears throat> although I don't have freedom, I, I like I want, like I can't go up the street. I can't do this. I can't do that. That really was a frustration for me. We felt like we were locked in. It was just saying, well, what can we do while we're here? How can we make the best of this situation? How do I do all that I can do on my own and now sit back and rest in the fact that God is in control and rest in, even though I don't know what's happening tomorrow, even if I don't know when the world is opening up again per se, I trust that he's in control and everything that we're facing or dealing with, he's gonna take care of. So that really was my lesson was relinquishing the control because that was the struggle for me. 
Wow, that's good. So I'm hearing fear and control. Mm -hmm. These are things like I mm -hmm. think people are going, oh, wait a second. Maybe that's those are the things that I'm struggling with as well when I'm re right. resisting change and adaptability. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Peter, for you, uh, your yeah. learnings through this. I love the point about control because I think in some ways all of us actually do like change and we want change, but we don't like when change is forced on us and when we don't control that change. Mm -hmm. So if you say to someone, yeah, I want I want change, I want a uh, promotion, I want anything. We, we like change, but it's the uh, abruptness of it. It's how quickly it happened. And I think that's what really has so many people unsettled is that they can't control the change and they didn't see it coming. And when I look at my experiences, I think that the, the lesson I guess I could take away from it is that practicing little change is, is a really good way to develop that resilience. So the daily habits of practicing little changes that we can control so that when things like a global pandemic that we didn't expect to happen this year happens, like we, we have a posture or a habit that's more comfortable with change. Oh, that's interesting. We don't like being forced to change. We want to make the changes ourselves. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Thanks for that. Holly, Holly, you're just like nodding your head. What, yes. have, you, what have you learned um, through it and also an encouragement to, to those that are resisting change? Yeah, absolutely. I love what everyone's had to say. Um, the grieving what you thought was going to be this year or that situation, the wanting to have control over it. I mean, for me, it's been about understanding that we're in a season that there are so many decisions being made for us. I have zero control over each and every one of them, but I can control how long I'm hugging my babies. I can control what we're having for supper tonight because sometimes like <laughs> that's the little win that I need. And just changing your perspective on where you are. I mean, it's about right now being still. It's about being able to cherish the moments that we have with our family, whether we're frustrated or tired or not. These are things that we get to do right now. We're forced to pause. We're forced into a different kind of situation. So I found that if I can find something, anything for a day just to be grateful for and just really hold on to that. It's been really helping me shift my perspective on the season that we're in. It helped me shift the perspective when I was trying to figure out what's it like now to be a mom and dealing with postpartum depression. And it was such a huge shift where I didn't learn the lessons about grieving and about relinquishing control. And I suffered with mental health and anxiety. And so now that's something I don't want to carry into this pandemic. I want to release that and focus more on what God is promised to us instead of what I'm trying to do for myself. Fantastic. All of you, that is so encouraging and inspiring. We just have a minute or so, but I want to ask you, because all of you are talking about God and faith in Him and leaning in, can, can you just leave you know, our viewers and listeners just an encouragement of God his character promise that is helping you through this change today. Alyssa, let's start with you. What would you say to somebody as far as relationship with Jesus? Why does it matter through this change? Yeah, I think a huge one for me through the season has just been that we're not alone. And both that Jesus walks with us and also we're part of this global body, a global church. And even though we've had to be apart in this season, we can still lean into each other's stories and be inspired by each other. And encourage and edify each other, even, even from afar. And that's been such an encouragement to me. Beautiful. Thank you, Alyssa, so much. Mohin? Um, I would say very similar to the same thing. God is with you and he's working on your behalf. So those things that you don't know, he's got it and trust him. Just spend that time 
to spend that time because that's really what you will need. That's the food, the strength you will need to get through to the next day. Beautiful. Excellent. Thank you, Mohin. Peter? Yeah, I think the life with Jesus is about change and transformation mm -hmm. and assuming that things are going to change inside of us and knowing that, um, that it's not about our control, but, but it, almost enjoying the process of transformation that takes place because of Jesus. Awesome. And Holly, to close us up. This too shall pass. There's always <laughs> going to be great days. There's going to be terrible days. And it's in those terrible or difficult days that we learn the most about ourselves. So just to try to embrace the growth, there's so much God has for us just to learn. Um, when you talk about casting your anxieties on him, like don't focus on the anxieties, but that second part of the verse where it's because he cares for you. And if you can change your perspective on things like that and embrace the caring and what he wants for us, not what we're trying to give him, it just helps ease some of the anxieties a little bit more. Thank you. Bravo to you all. You are an inspiration and encouragement. I've learned a lot uh, listening to you, Alyssa and Peter, Mohin and Holly. Thank you so much for your resilience, your perseverance, your commitment to God and to your family, to your friends, to your work. I am so inspired by you. So thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. See Here Love is where you are. Find our hopeful and inspiring faith stories on your favorite platform and encouraging content daily on Instagram and Facebook. To learn more and stay updated, sign up for our newsletter on seeherelove.com. I got a question for you today. What does it look like to represent the love of God and to display that love outside of the four walls of church? Well, it looks like being a good neighbor. It looks like feeding the hungry, caring for the sick, the broken, the marginalized. It looks like standing in the gap and advocating for the oppressed. In other words, it looks like being a social justice advocate. Cornell West, a wonderful professor and civil rights leader says this, that justice is what love looks like in public. And whether we use the term or not, we as Christians are engaged in social justice when we advocate for issues such as helping at-risk youth with programs or uh, helping the homeless find shelter or uh, helping those who are in uh, sex trafficking uh, situations find freedom. The truth is we are engaging in social justice every day when we seek moral reform in our society, uh, whenever we seek to ensure that every person is treated with value and dignity and that their human rights are being met. And this as believers stems from a biblical teaching that we are all created equal in the eyes of God. See, God made mankind. The Bible says all the nations and he made them in the image of himself. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus himself cared deeply about the justice issues around him. In fact, Jesus himself personified social justice. His ministry wasn't shrouded in silence or inactivity or bystanding when injustice was present. No, Jesus spoke boldly. He advocated fiercely. 
and he stood for the marginalized and the oppressed. He loved the so-called unlovable, and we see that in his love for the Samaritans, the Gentiles, and the lepers. He stood in harm's way for the woman caught in adultery about to be stoned. He constantly, in his ministry, affirmed women and their voices. Jesus was specific in his teachings and in his actions. He was bold, he was intentional, and he was unapologetic and he did it all fiercely, fueled by compassion and fueled by love. In other words, Jesus taught us by example what it means to love out loud and that our love should look like something. What would it look like if an entire church around the globe would literally live out the gospel intentionally by standing for the marginalized, for crying out against racial injustice, for being a bomb for those who are broken and hurting and looking for intentional ways to love out loud. What a world it would be. I encourage you to join in as we live this life out loud and love as God loved. Take care. Well, she's a popular writer, speaker, podcaster, and author of Dirt, Growing Strong Roots and What Makes the Broken Beautiful. And she knows a thing or two about adaptability, brokenness, and reconciliation. Plus, she's going to help us if we're stuck and just can't make a change. Welcome, Mary Morantz, to the show. Oh, Melinda, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, so I, your story is incredible, but I really want to focus in within the story about adaptability and change. Talk to us about how you had to adapt and change through your life and the importance of following God's plan for you. There is this element that's woven through my story of what does it look like to start out a place? And and maybe that's a hard season of your life. Maybe that's a hard part of your story. And to love and thank that part of your story for who it's going to make you while also knowing like the story does not end here. This is not the last page. And I felt like very early on, God said to me, just wait, this is going to make sense someday. I'm going to put words to it. I'm going to help you write this story. And not only will your story not be wasted in your own life, but it's going to be something that other people can look to and say, you know, one of my favorite lines is from Morgan Harper Nichols. She says, maybe you've been given this mountain to show other people it can be moved. And so I'm a big fan of, you know, we were not created to stay in one storyline, to stay in one form of ourselves. The Bible talks about over and over. I'm thinking of the potter and the clay and how he like looks at it, sizes it up and says, "Uh, actually, like maybe let me start over. And so it's the same clay but it takes different forms at different parts of our lives and that can change and leaning into that versus resisting it. I think about this, you know, the clay that has actually been softened and is malleable and is open to that change versus if we harden to that, we're going to break under that change. And your story, that's, that's powerful, Mary, but for your story too, I mean, looking back at your life before, Mm -hmm. would you ever dreamed or expected that you would be where you are today? If it wasn't for making the change and being adaptable to what things that were happening. 
Yeah. You know, I think um, they always say, I always feel like faith makes a lot more sense in hindsight than looking forward, but the nature of faith is the things of not that are not seen. Mm-hmm. And so I can look back and I can see how every step was building on something else and how God was giving little hints of what was to come. You know, I was five years old putting on my grandma's pink Sunday school suits and pretending to be a lawyer Never did that girl in the trailer imagine that that story was going to include something like Yale Law School, which is the number one law school. Elwoods would have you believe it's Harvard, but it's actually (laughs) Yale. Um, And, you know, like what? Like it's hard. And, you know, I think um, that's the thing is like God, God rarely operates in this, like, I'm going to show you the, you know, the real of all the things that are going to come. He really likes to just hint. He's like a father with like Christmas morning, Mm -hmm. right? So he loves that surprise, but he might give you a little hint of what's coming. So Mary, adaptability is worth it. Making change and following God's plan is worth it. Oh my gosh. You know, I think, I think back so many times on our lives and, and honestly, Melinda, we're in the middle of one of those seasons. I think that's important. Some people can look at this book and go, cool, you know, trailer to Yale Law School. Um, great. She's already in that, like the adaptabilities work. She got the happy ending. But at the very same time, my husband and I are in the middle of one of those having to adapt, having to live the story, not working out the way we thought it would and trying to start our family. We've been working on that for six and a half mm-hmm. years. And I have to be in the middle of that believing that even though I could write the story and the script for God, and in my mind, that's like the perfect season finale, that there he has been faithful enough times in the past where what he had for me was so much better than what I could imagine that I have to trust that again. One Another favorite quote is, God's past faithfulness demands my present trust. I heard that from Beautiful. Audrey Roloff. And, you know, I think um, I I would like to write the script where it's like, we went out to this conference the very first time I openly talked about us struggling with that. And the very next year we would walk out and I would be holding that baby or have a giant belly. Mm -hmm. And that would be this like perfect, like reveal moment. And I did not get that as my like finale episode. And so I'm in the middle of having to hold on to that faith of a hard season, a dry season, a disappointing season, that there's something better God has planned. You are, Mary, I think just the honesty of what you shared and your faithfulness to God, Mm. thank you. That really means a lot. And as we look and we sort of conclude the show in adaptability, I so appreciate your words to your new book, Dirt, to your life. Mm. And we'll be praying for you in as you're adapting and and hoping uh, for a family. And I'm just so appreciative that you were able to be with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much, Melinda and the team. Another amazing show. And isn't that the name of the game this year? Adaptability. We have so much to adapt to in a time and a situation where none of us have expected what has come at us. The Apostle Paul, he was familiar with this. As he wrote these letters to the church in the first century, he went through all kinds of things. I'm talking shipwreck and sickness and illness. He went through times where people loved him, times where people hated him, times where he had tons of friends, times where he was alone, times where he was in prison, times where he was free, times where he was hungry, times when he was well-fed. It says in Philippians 4, 11 to 12, this is him writing to the church in Philippi. I have learned in whatever situation I'm in to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In every and any circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. 
Paul learned to adapt, and he calls it one of the secrets of life. I love that. You want to know the secret of life? Be adaptable, be flexible, learn to bend. I love that expression, blessed are the flexible for they shall not break. Early in the pandemic for myself, Jesus said very clearly, you know, that metaphor of look at me, not the waves. Come out and walk on water, but don't look at the waves or you're going to get seasick from the ups and the downs. Look at me, fix your eyes on me, Jesus and you're gonna be okay. So that's my prayer for you today, that you would be content in every circumstances, learning to adapt and change and go with it. It is in fact, I think one of the secrets to life is that we could be resilient because we are adaptable. We can be content because we are in Christ, looking at Christ and through Christ, we will get through all circumstances and all situations that he carries us and, and is with us all the way. Whatever you're going through today, God is with you. So I hope this show inspired and encouraged you to be more adaptable, to embrace change and to follow what is good and what God is asking or showing you to go or to be. And it's not easy, we all recognize that, but adaptability is essential as we listen, learn and lean into what is happening around us to our neighbors and to ourselves. Kelvin, your thoughts, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I think change is hard, but it's important to recognize how you look at it and how you react to it. Oh, that's powerful, Kelvin, thank you. That's exactly, I couldn't say it better myself. Thank you, Kelvin. Well, for more information or resources on how you can make good and lasting change and how you can be adaptable in every situation, go to seeherelove.com to read our blogs and resources and to watch our shows. And as you navigate this year, and the many unexpected things that come your way. Know that you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.